Welcome to another episode of the Reignite podcast. Now, in this episode, I cover, I, I cover a couple of things. The mistakes that I made pre-working with people, so before working in the fitness industry, and then also some mistakes I made while being in, you know, at, during the first couple of years in the fitness industry, and the impact that these things have had on my overall health and the consequences of doing certain things. Now, the reason I'm sharing this episode with you is so that you can have some of the takeaways and apply them to your own life and hopefully avoid making the same mistakes that I made. Okay, welcome to another episode Another episode of the Alexi Wilson Reignite podcast. In this episode, we're going to go through a couple of different things. We're going to go through largely the mistakes that I've made over my long 15-year or so journey in, uh, in fitness. Things I've done at the beginning, things I've done in the middle that were counterproductive so that you can avoid making the same mistakes down the line. Or maybe you've made the same mistakes, but you know what the cause is for, for some of the problems that you might have. Now, if you know the, the history that I have in terms of what's happened to me, you know that I went through um, a phase around 2016 where my health took a huge plunge and I had all sorts of issues going on. Now, some of these issues will be post that, and some of these, some of these things, some of these mistakes will be pre that, and maybe leading to that issue. So, there's no particular order in which we'll go through this. Um, so that we, we we might as well dive straight in. So the first one is is too much veg, as in being too obsessive with health. Now, this might sound counterproductive, but there is a point where you can focus so much on health that it backfires on you. Right now, just to, to clear sort of the what was going on at the time in terms of the image, I was working full time in a gym, seeing clients morning to evening. Right, that means walking around, carrying weights, lifting weights, etc., and then training myself as well. Now, one of the big things, obviously, when you're moving all day, is that your energy requirements are much higher than they than than for the average person. Right now, when you combine that with the idea of I want to be as healthy as possible and you just eat a huge amount of vegetables which have almost no calories. It's very easy to start feeling like shit, right? Because your your energy levels just plunge. And this never crossed my mind. I never thought I'm feeling like this because I'm not eating enough. I just thought, you know, I'm doing something wrong. Something else somewhere is is going wrong. But ultimately what it came down to is the fact that my overall calorie intake was just too low. And sometimes it's all right, it's fine to have some junk food every now and again. Sometimes it's a necessity. Right? If you're someone who's extremely active, it may almost be a requirement at times to be able to push your calories high enough. Now, for 99% of the population, that won't be the case. But obviously, we want, want some leeway so you can fit things in that you actually enjoy. Right? Let's call them junk food every now and again. Right now, one of the other things I did in line with that was going low carb, um, partly as a result of coaching that I was was receiving at the time. This was after my health issues, um, and partially because it was something that was really popular at the time. And again, this was there's a couple of things that happened from a blood test perspective. I had very high levels of something called SHBG. Now, SHBG basically stands for sex hormone binding globulin, and it binds to your testosterone. Now, 
if you're a man and you have very high sex hormone binding globulin, you have less free testosterone, meaning you have less of an impact on testosterone. It has less of an impact on things like libido, etc. Right? Um, because most of it is bound, meaning it's inactive. So the levels were really, really high, and that from what I found out over time, there are a couple of things that could be responsible for that. One of them is a low calorie diet, and this kind of ties back to um, excessively low calorie diet, right? This won't impact most people that are losing weight. It's, it'll impact people that are already in shape, but their intake is too low. And then um, one of the other things that, in, and again, this could be individual, is just when you go too low carb, you might have that result. And for me, that seems to be the case. If I if my carb intake is too low and my energy intake is too low, my my sexual binding globulin basically skyrockets. And then I have the issues that you might associate with lower testosterone, even though testosterone levels are really good, but a lot of it is bound to sex hormone binding globulin, like I said. So you're left with the ultimate consequences of what feels like low testosterone. Um, the third thing is following a done-for-everyone kind of program, right? A one-size-fits-all training program. Now, obviously, there's no malice behind this the, the, the production of these kind of pro, these kind of programs. Um, there is a downside though, and there's substantial downsides. There's probably the biggest thing to to consider in this kind of situation is that ultimately we're all drastically different, right? The physical structure we have is different. The medical background we have, the injury history we have, what we feel good on, how much volume is and how much training we can handle, age, all those things influence what's suitable for you and then goals as well, obviously, what's suitable for you in terms of the kind of training approach um, and the way your training program should look. Now, when you follow, or when I, I'll tell you what happened to me, when I followed a one-size-fits-all program specifically for muscle gain around that time, um, it was written by someone who is not natural in other words they you know again I have no issues with this at all um, I'm saying this because it influenced the programming um, at least it seems like it did um, someone who takes exogenous hormones to be able to perform at a high level right now when you're in that situation you can create programs and you can go through training where the volume is substantially higher than what the average person could withstand and still recover from and benefit from um, now, ultimately, what this resulted in is me injuring my back. I was essentially sore every single day, extremely sore almost, for a prolonged period of time. And the fatigue eventually led to form breaking on a particular exercise and it causing back pain. Now, I've had back pain in the past, but that was a, that was a particularly bad event. Um... And so my, the, the point I'm making here is that, again, I have no problem with, with these kind of programs, except that realistically, we are all different, right? What you need is different from what I need in terms of the training. Uh, even if we have a similar training background, right? Let's say you've played basketball for all of your life, like me. There are many things that we differ in. It could be things like hip structure. It could be how long our legs are in terms of the overall ratio to our, to our body height. All these things could influence what kind of things would be useful in terms of our training program, even if we had the exact same goal. 
right? So that's that's the thing to bear in mind is one size fits, fits all training programs, it's cheap, but they have serious downsides in terms of they won't necessarily get you to the goal in the ideal way for you and they might make you more prone to injury. Um, now, obviously, the next one is one that a lot of people have experienced and that's following specific diet trends, right? Now, a lot of these trends aren't actually based on any scientific fact. They're just based on opinion and what's popular at the time. Right now, as I'm making this podcast, things that are extremely popular, uh, keto, carnivore, um, intermittent fasting to an extent, although it seems to have died down a bit over the last couple of years, all these things are touted to be some sort of magical, um, magical process, right, to get you to your goal. Now, unfortunately, for the vast majority of people, they don't understand what leads them to weight loss. Um, and they just follow something like this because they think it's some sort of magic pill. Now, I've been in a similar situation, right? Prior to getting into the space and training people, I did things like um, have a huge amount of coconut oil every day because that seemed like a wise thing. And the podcast that I was listening to, can't remember which one it was. Either way, I wouldn't, you know, it's, I'm not here to name names. Um, was... Uh, it was all, it was a big thing, right? Paleo, I don't know if you remember paleo, but paleo was a really popular thing many, many, many years ago. And um, one of the, the main fat source, one of the main fat sources that people go for is coconut oil. Now, coconut oil inherently, right, if you have a, a, a bit, isn't bad. You can overdo it. Um, it's extremely high in saturated fat. Now, there's arguments whether saturated fat is bad or good and so on. My main point here is just this. Um, saturated fat is obviously linked to potentially increase in LDL cholesterol and LDL cholesterol is sort of correlated to something called APOB and APOB is, is one of the main things in terms of atherosclerosis, right, or, or heart disease. So that wasn't a very clever thing to do at the time, but I didn't know any better, right? It seemed logical that the arguments that people made, even though they weren't based on science, seemed logical, right? So I kind of... Um, I'm not telling you what to do, what not to do, but it's when you see something, it's always it's always wise to to think about it for a moment and think: Is this argument actually, you know, is it a solid argument in terms of does it is it based on scientific fact, or is it based on someone's hypothesis in terms of what our ancestors, for example, did? And again, our ancestors didn't pound coconut oil, so I don't even know how I got to that, but you get the idea. Right. Specific diet trends. Let's put it this way. Certain diets are useful for extreme cases of certain people in certain situations. Right. I'll, for example, from the vast majority of people, the carnivore diet, the carnivore diet probably isn't ideal. Right. Most people probably wouldn't even want to do it for the for most of their life. So why would they start? Um, but it's easy to make arguments to people um it's easy for people to sort of take advantage of people and make arguments around things like you know the defense systems in plants which is probably one of the most common ones the defense systems in plants are detrimental to human health because that's the only way for plants to defend themselves right now there are some people that are sick where there is the potential that these things cause some issues 
But again, you need to bear in mind that for these people, their health isn't great. Right? The reason that they're in this situation is because they have pre-existing serious health conditions. For the vast majority of people, it will have zero impact. And it might even have a positive impact. So this ties into one of the next things I was going to say is believing a one-size-fits-all diet right, is, is kind of ridiculous because people will do better in different scenarios depending on where they are in their journey. Someone who's overweight or obese and losing weight, the ideal diet for them would probably not be the same as that same person having achieved their goal, being healthy, being lean, feeling good, being optimized, those, the two diets that are ideal for those two people, even though it's the same person, but the same person in two different scenarios, are probably drastically different. So thinking that there's a diet that fits every single person and that everyone in the world should follow is a bit, you know, you, you, you get the idea. You can make, you can draw your own conclusions from that. Um, in the same way, there are lots of things that influence how you feel, right? If someone's diabetic, the diet that they follow isn't the same as someone who's not diabetic. Someone who's underweight doesn't follow the same diet as someone who's overweight. You, you get the general idea here, right? Um, so it's important to sort of bear in mind that, again, the diet that you follow at your current stage in life to achieve your goal is probably not the same diet that you will follow. It might have some of the basics, the same basics, but it might not be the same diet that you follow once you're at your goal and you're moving towards a new goal, but you're already feeling great, right? You might already be feeling great. But think about this. The diet that you follow now in 30 years might, be not, might not be a suitable diet for you in 30 years. Things are different. Things change. Um, and those are probably the main things. Those are the main things that came to mind when I was thinking about this. You might have made some of the same mistakes. You might not have made some of the same mistakes. But the whole point of this podcast and of this video is really for you to avoid making those mistakes and to focus on you as an individual. Um, ultimately, the things to draw away or to take from this are there are basics to base your health on in terms of science. And then there are things that will be individual to you in terms of your nutrition, your training, your lifestyle that won't apply to the next person, but some general ideas. But all these ideas are based on science usually. So um, that's it. That's it for today. Hopefully this was useful to you. Um, and we're going to end it here and we'll post the next podcast soon for you to dive into and give you some takeaways. If you have any particular topics that you would like me to cover, shoot me a message on Facebook, shoot me a message on, on Instagram, um, whatever you like. But essentially the idea is for you to have something that you can take away that you can apply immediately to your own life. Mm -hmm.